You are now tuned in to Discover Your Potential with TV radio talk show hosts Dan Gilman and Anna DeVere. So listen, participate, and be inspired. Know that you can discover your potential. Here they are, Dan and Anna. A visionary leader, a trailblazing entrepreneur, and the driving force behind Money and You. Dame Doria Cordova impacts on the personal development world is unparalleled. With a teaching legacy that includes names like Tony Robbins, her influence has been felt by some of the greatest thought leaders of our time. With over 200,000 students worldwide, she has transformed not just individuals, but entire industries. Now, with Discover Your Potential, she beckons each one of you to embark on your own transformative journey. Presenting Dame Doria Cordova. Step into a legacy of greatness and discover your own potential. Welcome to Discover Your Potential. I'm your co-host, Dan Gilman. And I'm Anna DeVere. <laughs> I pointed to the wrong side again. We are have an extraordinary guest today. Uh Go ahead, Anna. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm a little nervous, and I know that she uh, is going to call me down instantly. But the the woman that we're bringing on today is someone I've known about forever, and having her here today in in person means a great deal to both of us. I think we're about to change our trajectory with this guest personally, and we invite everyone in the audience that's listening to to really absorb the mastery of this woman that we're bringing on. Go ahead and introduce her, Dan. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to just bring her right up because she's so amazing. And we're going to, we're going to have an intro at the beginning anyway. So Dame Doria, thank you so much for being here today. We are so blessed to have you. You're very welcome. So happy to be with you. Yes, I want to just say that, that we were actually together on another project recently for Healthopedia. And when I got to choose where I wanted to be in that in that broadcast, I chose to be right next to you. So I feel like a little child that is like standing on the edge of the stage and with so much excitement and love in my heart for you, because the way that you speak about this subject is holistic. And um, when I think about the subject of money, my my feeling about it is that it brings freedom and peace of mind. And so many in the world need this. So we're going to open up this beautiful subject, which I believe is very spiritual. Take away any taboos around talking about it. I'm just thrilled to have you and your mastery. And yes, and another wonderful announcement that Dan and I are both about to embark on the Money in You program. So... If you would talk a little bit about your journey and how you created the Money in You program in, in, in any entry point that you'd like to discuss that. Well, thank you so much. So first, I actually inherited the work. I, I did not create it. I am a very smart person. You could drop me off in the middle of Calcutta and I would survive. So I'm very streetwise. But the Money in You program was created by a genius by the name of Marshall Thurber, along with a woman by the name of Bobby DePorter that held the context, like right here, the football that was able to make the organization work. And it was based on a real estate company in the 70s that was combining human potential 
principles, what they called human potential, the movement that was happening in San Francisco and all over uh, in the 70s with a real estate investment company that transformed San Francisco, they were going to tear all those beautiful Victorians down and, um, and they saved them and renovated them and made a fortune from it. And they became the darlings of the consciousness movement because they were the first people that really were able to show that you could have spiritual, beautiful principles that apply to making the world better, to making 100% of humanity work, and at the same time, create wealth. So they were all over the place. Everybody wanted to go work there, but they couldn't have them all work there. So it's a, such a long story. And later, you're going to have a link to Money and You. And there's a little video there with me and a wonderful uh, young man by the name of Eric Lofholm, where we talk about the history of it. And uh, it's very long. And it's, well, the video is only 26 minutes long, but the history is huge. But the bottom line was that I had an experience myself that I was I, I was a court reporter. I had been very successful by the time I was 24 in the legal field. I was going to grow up to be an attorney. And when I was 26 years old, I had an enlightenment experience. And, the, and in the enlightenment experience, I, I, I was able to, to begin to open up the healing that I needed to do my beloved and his baby, long story, I, I lost them both uh, when I was only 18 years old. And that just, I closed my heart, became a workaholic. By the time I was 24, I was just, you know, just a big winner in the world. But inside, I was so sad. And so what does a sad girl do? She moves to Hawaii. And in Hawaii, the beauty of it all brought up for me an enlightenment experience where I where I felt not heard but felt uh, these words that in the core of my being I did not put you on planet earth for you to be a party girl you have a job to do I had no idea what that meant long story next thing I know I'm finding myself in the S training the number one at the time human potential personal development program and then I met Buckminster Fuller and I went to the first business school oh. for entrepreneurs that had been created by my mentors. And that's a little bit of the history, how I got here. That's incredible. I know. I really appreciate that. You're like diving into everything we want to talk about. And, and I get the sense that you can really explain better than most kind of the, the connection between mindset about financial beliefs and our outcome in, in what we receive. Do you want to talk a little bit deeper about that? Well, what the thing that I discovered when I was just a professional court reporter and I was, uh, you know, and I was exchanging services for money, no problem. But the minute that I chose to be a person of service, all these unconscious, these weird feelings and my beautiful friend, Sandra Ray, she taught me what I now call magical exercises, which I want to offer as a gift a little later. We'll put a link to that. Just remember magical exercises. And I began to really clear a lot of the unconscious. So that's why a lot of people do not feel that money is spiritual. But more than anything else, a lot of really beautiful people who want to make the world work, who are spiritual, 
they don't create an economic engine. And an economic engine is very basic business principles. And he, I love to give gifts. So I want to give another gift. If people, and put the link to the moneyandyou.com, uh, um, um, you know, webpage. And there um, you will see a pop-up, especially in a computer. If you have a pop-up block in your, in your phone, it won't work. So you got to undo that. So um, there is a book called the Business Success Model, which is the basics on how you create a business model for you to create an economic engine so that you can wrap it around your life purpose, so that you can do that which you desire to do. And at the same time, what, what we are known for is about creating wealth and doing good. And, and the, the two of them are not mutually exclusive. They, they are combined. We have proven it in the last 44 years that a human being that really loves humanity, loves people, loves the world, loves children, and wants to have a good life. Not everybody wants to be a millionaire. Not everybody wants to be a billionaire. Many of us, I don't mind if my foundation has a billion dollars, but I personally, come on why i mean it's it doesn't make sense to me but for my foundation it does so what you have to really look at your values what is it that's really important to you what is it that really matters to you that that and for most people believe it or not is doing good I mean, most people 99.9 of people are good people they're not <laughs> This is something that you really need to understand when you see those exceptions, when you see what's happening yeah. in the world now by a group of people and, and they go, all whatever are bad people. No, 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 no. Most people just want to have a beautiful life and have clean water, have food, have shelter, have education, have health, have electricity to be able to have the medicines. But many of us, what we do is we ignore the business principles that have worked for many, many years. And many of us have judgments about business. Uh, our mentor, which of course you see me honoring about Mr. Fuller behind me, he called mm -hmm. them the great white pirates, the mega rich. And he called them rightly so because they did so many atrocities in order to get that rich. But all of them, except for one, at the end of their lives, towards the end of their lives, had this, wow, I really should do good with my money. And that's where the Rockefeller Foundation, you know, comes from and all these other foundations. I remember thinking, man, Rockefeller must have been the most amazing human being. And mm -hmm. when I read about him and then I thought, what the heck? What, the heck? what happened? <laughs> and then later I was able to really study. And then when he went through that transformation, like, Hmm, maybe I better do some good. What, what the heck? I'm going to die soon. I better do some good. And then, of course, some good people continue with the work. So don't judge the rich. Don't judge money. Don't judge um, business. Don't judge entrepreneurship because you want to create an economic engine to carry your life purpose forward. I love That's that. That's beautiful advice. I one time heard uh, money described as the acronym M-O-N-E-Y, my own natural energy yield, and that, that energy was the actual exchange, and that doing good naturally led you to give out, which naturally came back. 
which is a very spiritual principle. But I do think that people still find the taboo and there's this sense of bargaining with the universe. Like if I'm not gonna do something good, I think it's, I don't know, I think there are a lot of places where people have that hiccup in their brain about what it means, am I worthy? And do you agree that our birthright is just abundance and feeling freedom and having plenty? So yes, you, if, there's no question in that, but I, do you agree? <laughs> well, let me just say, we can tweak some of those words, okay? Good. Please do. If you, if you don't feel it, if you have had a lot of negative experiences, if your parents fought about money, if your parents got divorced about money, if you saw your uncle completely stabbing your other uncle on the back because of money, you could make some major decisions. I have met, I met the grandson of Alioto. You know, when you go to San Francisco, there's Alioto everywhere by Fisherman's Wharf. Well, he was a big mafiosi guy. And I met his grandson who actually ended up doing Money and You and gave me the most beautiful little gift that when he, he had to do a lot of work because he knew that was blood money. So the first thing you need to do is to be very clear on your own consciousness around money. The second thing is that you also need to understand that we live in a universe of scarcity. Now, mm -hmm. Not the natural universe, the man-made universe. So most, I, I mean, all right now, my understanding, and if I'm wrong, please email me, info at moneyandyou.com. I want to know if there was one country that is not based on the Malthusian theory of economics, which was created by Malthus, uh, Thomas Malthus, I believe was his name, long ago, which is the, the job of governments was to manage the scarce resources on the planet. And he was correct at the time. But Buckminster Fuller, with who you definitely want to, you will immerse yourself in that in the Money and You program. One of the things that Buckminster Fuller taught us that by the early 70s, scarcity was no longer a reality on planet Earth, that there were enough resources to feed everyone, to house everyone, and all the things I listed before, to even have education for everyone. That's why the book of my old business partner, who was with us for 17 years, nine years my business partner, he was my partner, I was not his, I'm the one that chose him, the first book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, is based on the, it was inspired by the teachings of Money and You and Black Mr. Fuller, which were not educated in order for us to create money. So when somebody who's really beautiful, somebody who has a wonderful product or service, decides that they're gonna go ahead and provide this to the world, not only they don't have an understanding of basic business principles, they're now steeped into scarcity. They have that belief. So it what you you cannot go from scarcity straight to 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 abundance. You have to experience sufficiency. Now I want everyone, we mm. can't hear you, but we want everybody to say sufficiency. Say sufficiency. Say sufficiency. Sufficiency. Once you have that state of mind, that state of beingness you're going to find and in the money in your program and i'm so excited the two of you are attending and i hope many of you who are watching this will join us and if you have right now you're temporarily out of cash you'll never be our okay -E. 
You may break a leg, you may break something. You don't, you as a spirit, be very careful. Never, never to say, I am B-R-O-K-E. I'm only kidding, universe. I'm only quoting, all right? Because mm -hmm. that's a very powerful thing to say. The I am activates. If you're truly spiritual, you get that I am is the key word. So when you say I am whatever, so you can start saying I am temporarily out of cash. I'm having a learning experience. I'm transitioning. I'm moving my consciousness. If you happen to be temporarily out of cash, write to us anyway, and we will come up with a way for you to be there. If you really need to be there, we will find a way. Because one of the things that, that happens for people when they leave money in you, they begin to get a sense of that sufficiency is their natural state of being. And the reason we still have so many people starving and hungry on the planet, which you know is my true thing since I was 27 years old, I started in the hunger project. My whole thing is around transforming educational systems around the world and eradicate poverty and hunger is by transforming systems, including educational system, which not one country on the planet has it. When I speak to prime ministers, when I speak to Fidel Castro, when I, when I speak to, to the, the leaders of countries and of industries, I always talk about how would you like your country to be the first country to have an educational system that works for everyone? There's not one country that has that. So that's a niche mm -hmm. and help you fulfill that niche. So now what you want to do is you want to start today getting that you have more than enough and you can do a list do your list of all the things that you have access to and this is now right now right here by you watching this by you having access to this beautiful platform by you having access to anna and dan and they're all the people that they bring to you you are wealthier right now right now right at this moment I am wealthier by meeting all of you and you're wealthier by meeting all of us. I have a huge network. I have, once you attend the Money in You program, you can go back to any Money in You, sit in the back in any language and re-attend, put your stuff on the network table. You will see when you come to Money in You how many graduates come back because they love to listen to the principles again and to what we're teaching again and to watch the sharing again, only money and your graduates can sit in the back. And they have a network table where they can put their business cards, their flyers, not big signs, but enough so people get to know them and to connect, not to sell the participants, but to connect with them because now they have a worldwide network of people that have an understanding of sufficiency. Mm. And this is really important because what all the stuff that you're feeling right now, that confusion, like I have fantastic work. Well, you have to cover the, the basics, sales and marketing. Marketing, you have to have a niche. And that's why when you go to moneyandyou.com and download the business success model, you will see the first thing is learning from experts, from masters. Then you are going to create a niche. The niche is for your marketers to be able to speak about you. And I'm sorry to say we still have such a niche. People confuse us with all these programs, especially with our graduates, like, you know, beautiful. I mean, we trained Tony Robbins when he was 23 years old, right? You know, mm -hmm. and Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad. They are in the 
they are in the investment quadrant, which I'm not. I am in the entrepreneurial education, experiential, transformational in nature. And we do it by playing games that brings out of you those fears of scarcity, that those judgment and the not understanding business. Most people do have no idea what business really is. They use the word, they say they're going to go into business, but they don't understand the number one key thing about how to create wealth in business or in any area is leverage. Everybody say, I love leverage. Say, I, I love, love leverage. Three most misunderstood words on the planet, love, leverage, and systems. And the, the last thing I'm going to share about this, so because I know I can, I get so excited about this because I can feel the people that are listening to this and you need to hear this. In the Money and You program, we will, we will talk about the most powerful principle that if there's anything that people get out of Money and You is this. The generalized principle of precession. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, Anna, and you were actually making movements with your arms. Precession is the physics of ripple effects. They're the 90 degree effects of your actions. So when people just go for money, so if I say, I want to be a billionaire, I want to be worth this much only, if that is your only goal, the precessional effects, the, the 90 degree effects that you're going to create are going to be very different than me saying, I'm going to create an economic engine that's going to bring my beautiful product and service that's going to support humanity, that's going to support people in being whatever it is. And the precessional effect is money. That's the big transformation that people have once they do three and a half days with us. They leave and they go, oh, my God, focus on this. And then we are going to create that wealth by providing such valuable product service like you do. So you can monetize what, what's going to happen for the two of you is that you're going to go through a whole other level of understanding, not only leverage, but monetizing this beautiful thing. So why should you not be the one that has a hundred million dollar, you know, platform? Why, why not you? Mm -hmm. Only because you may not have some distinctions and you may have some, what we call yuckberries, what Marshall Thurber called yuckberries. And remember, like me, I inherited this work. I, once I decided I was inspired by Buckminster Fuller when I was 27 years old. Mm -hmm. I was a very successful court reporter in Honolulu. And when I announced that I was going to be leaving court reporting to go and, and go to this business school and go find myself and my job, the attorneys and the judges and the people that I worked around in the court system just thought, oh my God, she's completely lost it. We love you that you're the best court reporter. You're so overqualified. Your job is always open. You can always come back. And I said, thank you. <laughs> but I'm going. And what happened for me was that I follow, but I had savings. You see, I had set up, I had set it up so I could comfortably take a few years off, go find what I needed to do. And first it was the business school six weeks long. And the money and new program 
was a program that came out of the business school, the leftover um, games. There were one or two games that had been played in my business school, but the rest of it was all this material that Marshall Thurber had. And I didn't know that I was a logistical queen. I didn't know I had been volunteering. And when he began to create the smaller program, he would say, Dee, I want the room to do this, this, and that. And I need this graph, da, 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 da. And we need this and that. And I was like, got it, got it. And I began to create all the logistics around it without mm -hmm. knowing by 30 years old, two years later, I started discovering that I had this gift for logistical um, environments and setting up rooms. I, I began to learn from how he thinks. Geniuses think differently than we do. Yeah. And I began to learn patterns of thinking. That's what you want to learn. What you're going to get out of money in you is going to be patterns of thinking of five major masters. Okay, well, four major masters and Marshall Thurber putting it all together, translating it for us. The first one we've been talking about, but Mr. Fuller, the genius that coined the word synergy, epoch, epoch center in Orlando was an honoring from Walt Disney to yeah. Mr. Fuller. When you go in, you see Spaceship Earth, that's Bucky. Then you have Ilya Pligogini, the man who won a Nobel Prize in 1977 for the theory of dissipative structures, perturbation. Then you have Georgi Lasunov, the man who created Suggestopedia and super learning as we know it everywhere now, which we are so happy about. And then the last person is Edwards Deming, the productivity genius that taught us, taught the world's systems. So now you got, those are the geniuses that are the core of the work, translated and made easy by a fifth genius, Marshall Thurber. That's what, that's oh. what, step into money and you and that's why we've been around for 44 years that's I'm incredible so glad. isn't it i know it, you could talk all day and i would not get tired of this subject i'll just leave <laughs> you up there all day <laughs> but yeah, but I I sorry I didn't mean to interject but I I know I have questions too about your relationship with Buckminster Fuller because I've been a Buckminster Fuller fan for since I was like ten or ten or eleven years old because he's inspired me I'm I come from I don't mean to go into this now during our interview but I come from a design background Ooh. so I'm a designer by trade uh, and an artist um, but Buckminster Fuller and I remember writing. Uh, this really kind of visionary piece um my professor when i because i went to mass college of art my professor al gowan actually studied with buckminster fuller mm -hmm. so i was always trying to pick his brain but i remember writing because i was in his course i loved it um i remember writing a thing you know uh, just a a dream article about buckminster fuller and my meeting him but uh, i just i'd love to hear more about that you know, eventually, I know we're probably not going to discuss that during this interview, but it's just truly inspirational. So thank but you. But Mr. Fuller was with us for six years, and he would come to our business school, and we decided, and he was he started talking about, he says, I can feel that I'm getting ready to leave this world. So uh, in 1982, no. he passed away on July 1st, 1983. And on in the summer of 1982, we created a program for him 
called The Future of Business. And for six days, Mike Mr. Fuller downloaded his teachings, even though he had done it before. And they are, wow. this is where I am so sad that we didn't record every single event. So, you know, he was, um, he, he looked like Mr. Magoo. He <laughs> had really big, thick glasses yeah. and had here, had hearing aids and had a cane and he was tiny. And he, we would look at him and go, he looks like Mr. Magoo. And, <laughs> and, he, was, and he was so beautiful, but he had yeah. he was so scented, he could feel you. And, um, yeah. and he was very present and, and would be, and what he did is that he was brought in with this gift. And in Money and You, we speak about him and we have certain sections around him because he, he, he was not born uh, with this tendency to do good for humanity. He made a lot of mistakes until he walked into, you know, the lake he was going to take his own life and that's when he began to like he transformed and he went okay. the great spirit said to him you do not have the right to take you your own life and and this whole other thing and that it was from there that he began to commit his life to the betterment of humanity but it wasn't until he was at 30 years old oh. prior to that he he recapped you know, I'm so glad that you're sharing that. I'm so glad that you're sharing from your journey as a young person, even talking about Buckminster Fuller as a young person. And critical mistakes are places where, you know, you're not thinking fully consciously because you may be in that space where everything you, you identify, I am my bank account, I am my problem, I am my lack, whatever that I am statement is, which, again, I take that all back to from the universe because I know how powerful that is. But speaking to it's 20 somethings or millennials that feel overwhelmed by responsibility and money can you give just a tiny piece of advice and i will tell you in my i, I relate to you because i was in the legal field and mm -hmm. somebody said you got to be a lawyer and so i took that lsat on a whim but i never wanted to be a lawyer and i'll tell you my fancy title i gave myself later but speaking to the younger generation is there something more that you would just give them a, um, as a, a lifeline now, really? Just a, 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 how do I connect and get rid of the overwhelm um, that yes. they might be feeling? Well, number one, I want to make sure that I do a baby hope on a pono with them. And I am, I am so sorry we left the world so badly for you. I mean, I, I try very hard. I was, um, I was in my 20s, I was protesting and already working on the environment and on many things. And I'm still doing it. And so for that, Ho'oponopono, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I thank you. And I just love you. And I am work, I, I am, you are my leverage, young people. You are my leverage. And so for whatever reason, you came to this world at this time. And the biggest thing is for you to really have an understanding of everything that I'm just that I just covered, because you have you're coming into a world full of technology that I never had. You have the level of exposure. I mean, I feel for you because I am so glad we didn't have social media when I was young in my 20s. Oh, my God. The parties that we had. I mean, what can I tell you? And so I am not, I'm not one of these hypocrites and pretend that, you know, that I didn't party the way that 
like it was whatever they say 1999 this was in the 70s all right and so you are coming in into a world that also though has such goodness because you have all these people's experiences now that actually have been transforming the world what i highly recommend to you that you just stay focused and by the way also really populate the internet populate with with your websites with your works with your books with your podcast with your product and services we need you to put it online as much as possible so when ai in 19 in in 2040 and 2045 goes hmm what's the biggest problem that the planet has it's not going to be people okay that's the only thing we need to be concerned about that we need your works in order for us for you to correct to make the corrections and as a spiritual being believe it or not we all have chosen to being in whatever year we were born i'm, I'm assuming that i'm that it's okay for me to speak that bluntly to you because when i look back at the loss of my beloved and then an additional 13 friends in three years from the vietnam war drug addicts and accidents and things suicides it was very very tough plus two miscarriages when i when i look at that and then that propelled me into a life of service that propelled me into a life also of creating wealth and creating and designing a life the money and you program is a lot about designing your life the way that you want it with that economic engine so what you want to do is you want to just begin to sober up to i just have to let you know that the biggest gift i gave myself was to begin to have sobriety of not only drugs and alcohol but also of my own feelings so self-mastery working on self moment to moment of course this is true for anybody at any age but it's a lot easier when you're younger because you don't have piled up a whole lot of experiences that prove a certain point particularly maybe around money and finances and and just remember though you still have to do the magical exercises because you know my godchildren and some of my young people go oh auntie auntie doria you know auntie dc you're so silly you talk about cash you know i have this thing about how many of you love love and everybody raises a hand how many of you love cash and they raise a hand i go okay we're gonna combine the two i love cash they go you're so cute i love cash we don't even carry cash i go but your unconscious does because your mother your father your grandfather your great-grandfather that stuff is in there and cash still excites people so you have to clear you have to you have to do the clearing and then be an open vessel and take don't oh, there's so much i like to say to young people i actually talk to quite a few young people in big groups but the the one thing is that there's always an exchange around money always there's no such thing as a free offer you just remember the law of exchange is as real as the law of attraction as real as recession a generalized principle is true at all times whether you agree with it or not gravity is a generalized principle 
leverage is a generalized principle, precession is a generalized principle. So what you have to, and the law of exchange is a generalized principle. So when somebody offers you something for free, you go, hmm, tell me exactly what free means. So that's why people say, well, you should provide scholarships, you know, to money and you to the people that can afford it. I have many times and I have had some major learning experiences. So now there has to be an exchange. And so in Mama, because I was a beautiful young girl, I was, I was a very, very beautiful young girl, well endowed. And Mama, when I was 14, immediately started training me. She says, Dorisita, you are going to grow up to be a very beautiful woman. You have to understand something, that when somebody offers you something for free, when somebody wants to take you away on a weekend or wants to buy you all these dinners and buy you all these gifts and everything, there is an exchange there. They're not just giving it to you. And it was like, oh, okay. And I was pretty young. And I go, so what's the exchange? And she goes, you're going to figure it out a little when you're a little older. But just remember, there's always an exchange. And I never forgot that. And even in marketing, I always... I like to give free gifts because I'm really committed to free education. But then, and I do have my foundation, which we're building, and that is going to work through governments and grants and organizations and all that. But I do have a profitable business and I have expenses. And, and you need to understand that. Always asking you know, for things for free you are violating the law of exchange. What you want to do is you say, okay, I will provide this and you provide that. And then it has to be so that it feels right. And, and also, um, please don't be naive. You know, you just have to be street savvy. Keep your eyes open, grow eyes, grow ears everywhere. So my young people, it, it's like, I, I was very blessed because I, I, I grew up in Los Angeles, had a lot of friends that didn't make it. So I became street smart by pure need. And that I was able to take into the real world. And I uh, learned in law. I learned so much in law. So don't break laws. You're going to get caught. You know, don't bypass taxes and things. Get really good accountants. Uh, set up you know, the right corporations, pay the stuff to that you need to pay. By the way, social security is not going to disappear. It's, a, it's such a long story. Do pay social security taxes. They come really, really handy. We were just talking about it. I have really high social security now at, in my 70s. And, and people go, wow. You know, I said, you know, it's really interesting between my social security, my beloveds, and my little things without cutting any of my business any of the wealth that I have created, I can go live beautifully, beautifully in Mexico, you know, maybe not in San Diego, but definitely Mexico or Thailand or Vietnam or where, which I love. So now you have to think because time goes by so quickly. You have to think of creating and becoming financially literate. And we're so grounded in this money and you program uh, we're going to have beautiful Anissa Acker, who is very wealthy, very beautiful. And she's so committed to teaching financial literacy along with many other friends because financial literacy is key, but you also have to clear 
the yuck berries that have been created by humanity by living in scarcity but just remember you actually live in an abundant world with more than enough and you have to tap into it first and that's my young people talk incredible <laughs> yeah that's i can't so wait to get rid of that scarcity that i've had that i've lingered through my life it's so that's over now it is it is it is <laughs> i am now living from sufficiency say that to me uh, yeah. i am now living from sufficiency period 100%. yes and, and actually it's interesting transform sorry yeah no it's just interesting because my mother was and i don't mean to bring up my mother but this is this was her show um she always gave to people always gave to people but when it came to money she she lived that she wasn't even scarcity it's just she didn't even want to take money from people mm. and and she didn't i don't know it was just this whole, even this whole program she always wanted to give you know and help the world but she when it came to herself it was a different story but it was how interesting was how old was she 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 passed away a couple of years ago two years ago and she was only 75 when she passed that's young that's young. yeah it was so just remember your mamacita ho'oponopono may she rest in love and by the way i want to invite everyone to my Ho'oponopono prayers. Just go to Fridays with Doria. You guys put a link for there. That's where the magical exercises are. We'll yes. have the next Ho'oponopono on May 3rd. I believe it's a Friday at 11 a.m. Cal uh, California time. And so it, it, what what happens is that, you know, she um, she right now would have been 77, 78. That's why. Yeah. yeah, she that's five years, years four years older than me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I know, I know, I know what I had to work on. My auntie, my auntie who was born in 1919, mama 1925. I wow. still have a mama. Thank you, God. And uh, mama was very, very wise. Oh man. She taught me a lot about money. I was a little cashier in her beauty salon when I was five. Okay. Oh, wow. But my auntie, until the day she left this world, she would say, she, we would give a cup of tea and she would say, do you know why I don't take sugar? And I go, no, auntie, tell me why. My whole life, every time we had tea, because back in the depression, we did not have sugar. I go, I know, but now you have sugar. Don't you put some sugar in your, in your tea? And she would go, no, no, because it reminds me. And this woman was really successful, but wow. she never, I had to do so much work around my tia Estet was this beautiful human, an amazing entrepreneur who created wealth like nobody's business. Everything she touched would prosper. But inside, I carried her and I love her. But don't collapse love with their beliefs. They have their beliefs. You separate them. We can love them, love them as they were, love them as they are, but you create your own money script your own money formula. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's great. I love that description. No, I feel, you know, even though my mother did not live through the Great Depression, she was so in that mindset. She, to this day, we'd tease her because she'll scrape a tiny bit of leftovers into a little thing. She'll save a postage stamp of leftovers. And we're like, mom, this stuff never makes it to another meal. It's so insignificant. Your, your fridge is a time capsule, but that's her, that's her mindset. 
And I love how that you talk about distinguishing and separating. You know, my parents were and are artists. So I got the starving artist in my mind. So even though I'm creative, I had to step boldly into being a prosperous artist, a prosperous singer. I had to create that and to feel, yes. of course, I'm, in, I'm going to enjoy wealth. Um, so we have That's to make very quickly, her mother lives inside of her, her grandmother. Just remember, people talking about creating wealth, income on the planet. And to just the last 45 years, 50 years, when I grew up in the 50s, nobody talked about being rich. They were the rich people and they had inherited the money. They had become very lucky by doing that. That conversation didn't start until prosperity consciousness in the 70s. I'm going to write a book about that because people think that all our lives will be, no, you didn't talk about that. You just wanted to have a beautiful life, you know, and, 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 but as soon as we began to talk about creating wealth or, or living your passion or yeah. all those words, and there's, there's people that you actually see in the media that go crazy when you say, what do you mean live your passion? You freaking work hard, you know, and, and, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger right now has that great book and I met him and I really like him and I love his passion. You can actually see the European, you know, he's like 76 and he's like, yeah. like work hard, work hard. And what he doesn't talk about, and thank God for that, is the fact that he used all the systems. He's so rich from real estate, from saving, from, he just, he, he, he was what my Australian friends call a freak. And a word freak in Australia is not a bad word. It's somebody so unusual, so amazing. So he like, no matter what, this guy was going to make it. Well, the rest of us mortal beings are not like Arnold. <laughs> this is the problem with influencers and with people that make it really big. It's like, and see, you never really heard of me and probably most of the world will not hear of me until maybe later, 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 when we have eradicated hunger and, and poverty, maybe my name will come up that I worked on that my whole life. But, you know, we are in the background. And so some of us yeah. do not want fame, but we want to have more than enough to bring our product or services to becoming so good and, and so well-known and creating wealth. But we must talk about access to cash. I must not forget this. Go to access to cash book, access to cash book.com. And you're going to have that listing access. That's the other list that you are going to make. You're going to make a list of all the things that you have access to all the access, not only of, of the people that you know, but even this beautiful cup that I know that I can sell for a dollar <laughs> because it is my cup and it's so beautiful, but it's worth a dollar. We paid, my beloved, for our anniversary, paid $29 for it in Germany, but it's from Germany. I can sell it for a dollar. Then, you know, you have all the different assets, right? You have all the different, and, and but now what you want to do is write a list of access and assets. Access and assets. All the people that you know, the wealth that you have, and and there, I actually, you will enjoy it, Anna. It actually is, a, I have a gift in Access to Cash book. And by the way, that title is not what you think. It's because people go all excited about cash. 
even the young people go, ooh, access to cash. That's why I called it that. But what they mm -hmm. find out that actually access, access to experts, to masters, and that's why you, the two of you, are so deserving to be so wealthy because you are making, you're giving access to your audience of the most beautiful, wonderful masters that are bringing amazing, their work their, their, for free. So that is a gift that you're giving. That access actually gives you access to creating tremendous wealth. And if anything holds you back, it's your deservability, which the magical exercises will help you with. Mm. So, and in there, Anna, you will love it. It's a 20 page, it's called the productivity um, chapter from my uh, money-making systems manual, which, you know, I always tell people, if you have problems sleeping, download that book because you set it by your bed and read it for five minutes and you'll fall asleep. <laughs> it's about systems. Systems are boring. Systems are boring. But in there, there's a 20 page on the personal productivity on how to get organized that I learned at 20 years old from a legal secretary. And to this day, it's one of the most powerful tools. There is a lot online that you have to have, like you say, grow your ears, grow your eyes, because there's a lot of misinformation. And I wondered what you thought now about digital currency or decentralization, or do you have any feelings about the future of it's that gonna subject? Happen. It's going to happen. But Mr. Fuller actually predicted it. He predicted it. He predicted crypto way back in the day. Uh, he called it the supercomputers were going to create brand new systems that was going to include the monetary system. Mm -hmm. So you can resist all you want. I wish I would have bought, you know, a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin when my friend called me. He, he says, it's a thousand bucks, you'll buy 10. They were a hundred dollars. Instead I waited and, you know, and I have my, I put it away and it goes up and it goes down. I'll, I'll check it in about five years and see how my Bitcoin <laughs> is doing. But that those are the things that you, you put away, you put away. But but blockchain, once you understand blockchain technology is being used in many, many industries already, uh, for you to say that it's not here to stay is clearly you're not seeing it all. And be careful, because that's what paradigms do. They will block you from seeing things that you don't believe in. And the greatest gift Sandra Ray gave me, many gifts, she gave me many gifts, but the greatest, greatest one was... At the time, she and yeah, I used to be called DC. She says, DC, just because you don't believe something doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you get the facts, get the facts, and 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 don't put science out the window. Science has got us here, and science is probably the one thing that I, I what is that beautiful man, the astrophysicist? I love him. He's, he, he just recently wrote a book. Uh, I think of his name. He's is very it Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. I love it because he's, love um, he, he's such an entertainer about science. So keep yeah. science in mind because that will support you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Clearly. Clearly. I love that. I love, though, that you are bringing to light the esoteric, the personal development side. I think that all you need for the future is to be able to tap into your inner voice, discover your true potential. Your mind is a supercomputer. 
and your ability to discern with your head and your heart when they are married together, that's really the, the, the foil for being, you know, strung along or fooled or whatever resonates in your heart. I do believe millennials bring this gift to the planet now that they decide with their heart. And, you know, you are such a, you are so poised to be a great teacher in this time to that specific generation. So I, I really believe yeah. I was running this company at 29, but very quickly also artificial intelligence has been here for 40 years. What's this thing that all of a sudden everybody discovers artificial intelligence? I go, what the heck? Chat <laughs> right. is a new system, but you better look around. So I want everyone and the two of you must come uh, to Fridays with Doria with Peter, uh, Peter Swain. He has his whole view on artificial intelligence, the big picture. He's a money and you graduate, total genius also. Oh. And uh, but also how to set it up in your business. It's like don't be surprised i like I, I was talking to a friend that's super intelligent super wealthy and goes oh you know i'm so afraid of artificial intelligence what the heck i look around your business you understand siri what do you think siri is it's like oh all of a sudden he was like oh my god has it been around that long and i go yes but now just chat gpt put it on the map he right. he felt so much better so it's been around. We just have to teach it that we're good people to yeah. not eradicate us. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we're doing it. We're doing I say, it. I say artificial intelligence have improved since then, but it's always been around. And For we sure. are we are artificial intelligence. We True. are. We are because we we are creating and we yeah. create with our thoughts. Human beings. And maybe, you know, we are actually divine intelligence and we yes. tap into uh, universal intelligence. And but there are certain things that are artificial about us. We create things mm. and they are artificial and then they leave and then you create something new. So mm. don't get so mixed up on this artificial intelligence. Just embrace it, learn about it, use the tool and do good. <laughs> Love it. I'm I'm really amazed and thrilled at your vision for impacting the environment, for impacting education. When I told you know the legal field I'm not going to be a lawyer, I actually studied massage and body work and and uh, cranial sacral, and I said I'm not going to do that. My title for myself is global wellness advocate because I believe that everyone has, you know, the right to what you're talking about, the the right information, the right education. Yes. The clean environment. So I know that we're going to do a lot of good things together, Dame Doria. But is there anything you would like to, in the remaining time, that you would like to impart about your future vision, why you're excited about being here on planet Earth at this time? I know you're talking about your online university in your in your work. So whatever you feel impressed. Well, about. I just want to share that I'm excited that we're talking to a lot of young people. And, um, and my foundation is coming online uh, next year. We're going to be launching it, soft launch this year, but Doria Cordova Foundation. But more than anything else, what I want to do is I want to go to my Facebook. I have, we have many groups. I think we have like 40 groups, but uh, DC Cordova. I have two. One is called Dame Doria. That's my fan page. But my regular personal page, which I still seem to populate more, and go and download the headline. 
So what I would like to complete with today is that I would love for you to go to my Facebook page uh, because there is a saying there. Just go to Facebook under DC Cordova. And in my Facebook, you will see this big headline, which is a question that if you ask yourself as you're creating a product or service, if you ask yourself this question, the likelihood of you being successful and happy really exponentially grow. So this is the question. How do we make the world work for 100% of humanity in the shortest possible time through spontaneous cooperation without any ecological offense or the disadvantage of anyone? That is a question that Buckminster Fuller left for us. And he has been a guiding light for me. And I'm absolutely certain that if you begin to have that in your consciousness, in your mind, your life will just work so beautifully. Thank you so much for having joined us. Thank you for having been with us. I look forward to meeting you in person somewhere in the world soon. Aloha. Bye-bye. If you're thinking about coming to Bali and you, write a check and go and do it. I did my first one in you in 1992. I walked into that room uh, with a business going broke, uh, turned that around within three years. A sheer mastery uh, in design and execution. Money in you is the Rolls Royce of program. I think as a business owner, in looking back at the investment that I made, I've had increased sales uh, and profitability every year since. And it's now been uh, just short of 30 years, so it's been consecutive. Money News is a three and a half uh, day or three and a quarter day uh, program. The whole idea is set up around games. The games at the end of the day have a result. Effectively, you're looking in the mirror because your result has been driven by your behavior. And through some smart debriefing, you start to make decisions about what you need to change and, and, and what you like about uh, your behavior. Just the whole way you communicate, your authenticity uh, increases with your team. And uh, at the end of the day, people want to be with authentic leaders today. You can't run a very big business without people. People as teams and teams create synergy and Money in You has quite an extensive piece on how to uh, create synergy. It has returned me many, 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 many times over. It's more about taking time out of your business and spending time on self. That's what Money in You really is about. Run your business, your family, your community at a whole new level. Cindy Gilman, and you're listening to Discover Your Potential. So until next time, do something nice for yourself, but do something nice for someone else. Something about gravity.
Jesus.